salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commission. This is a special football edition for all those that are getting themselves ready for the season, the 2021 NFL season to be, and it will start within a few weeks. We're, we're counting down to weeks now. It's, it's going to be the end of July that we're talking about the start of training camp, which of course subsequently comes with the preseason games that come after that. There'll be three preseason games for each team to play. Of course, this time last year, a lot of players had opt out from playing football due to COVID. So we're going to see some preseason games this year, and we're going to see a lot of teams uh, pretty much go out there with a nothing-to-lose mentality to get back on track to where we were and where we left off in 2021, the beginning of 2021. And so with that being said, I was able to – I was able to look through Twitter, just find whatever information I could regarding uh, this upcoming season, and I saw a few things. The one thing that stood out to me was a ranked, uh, a ranked tweet given by CBS Sports, and according to CBS Sports, who they felt would have the best divisions based off of their quarterbacks. And one through eight, they have number one, the AFC West. Number two, they have the NFC West. Number three, they have the AFC North. Number four, they have the NFC North. Number five, they have the AFC South. Number six, they have the NFC South. Number seven would be the AFC East. And (laughs) no shock at all, number eight would be the NFC East. Okay, fine. If that's where CBS Sports wants to draw the line regarding these divisions, based off quarterbacks, that's fine. I don't think the commission is going to really take the time out to really uh, speculate on what I think I would have done. I, what I'm going to do is just basically rank what I believe the top teams will be within those divisions, regardless of quarterback. So what I want to do is actually use what CBS Sports has started and create my own ranking just based off of the team. So I'll use what they have ranked here regarding the AFC West being the number one division and the NFC West being the number two division and start this evening by talking about those two divisions. And for the next few weeks, I will do the same for the remaining divisions because I want to at least give my imprint on what I believe this season will hold for these teams prior to the start of minicamp. So I'm ranking each team based off a division. So I'm starting with the AFC West and the number one team in that division obviously would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two team would be the Los Angeles Chargers, Gold Chargers, Gold. Number three team in that division would be the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the number four team would be the lowly Denver Broncos. But the difference between the Raiders and the Broncos could come down to maybe one game. Now, mind you, we're playing 17 games this season. So that 17th game could make a break 
whichever team we have here moving forward that could improve with what the outcome of that team may be. So it's too early to say how well these teams will play. But needless to say, I give Kansas City an A right off the bat because we have Patrick Mahomes. The magnificent Patrick Mahomes will come back healthy, strong, and ready to play. And then the defense becomes the caveat. What are we going to do with this defense? You look at the offense, they're ranked number one last year. Needless to say, they had weapons, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. And if you're playing with the Patrick Mahomes you have weapons around you, different receivers to throw to, and Hardman, and you had uh, Sammy Watkins, and you had a number of other guys that you were able to utilize. You're not worried about the offense so much as you are the defense. And we know that the defense has to improve. They were ranked 16th last year, so they got to step up their game. They drafted a, a young man out of Missouri, Nick Bolton. And, 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 and this is what's to come for Kansas City because they understand as well as I do that to maintain that number one, that A-plus status of being the best team in the division, we have to improve on both sides of the ball. But right now, we want to concentrate on defense. And so I believe the defense will step up, play great ball, along with Patrick Mahomes playing great ball. They get an A going into training camp. Uh, the Chargers get a B. But the B comes with the transition of Anthony Lynn leaving the team and coming in with, I believe his name is Brandon. Ooh, I've got the man's name already. But nonetheless, new coach, new rules, new direction. And they will be competitive. I believe the last name was Stokely. But nonetheless, I'm going to move on from that. I'll try to find the man's name later on. But for the Chargers, they have a new coach. And they have a quarterback in Justin Herbert that they want to evolve into the Pro Bowl quarterback that he deserves to be. He had a sensational year last year. Got um, Offensive Rookie of the Year awards, the whole nine yards. They were effective on offense and will improve with offense. They went out and drafted a, a, a tackle in Rashawn Slater, from Northwestern. So they, they know what it is they need to do to get this team into the direction to be competitive against Kansas City. And then we got to look at what the defense is going to do. They drafted Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. You put him back there with Derwin James. And you're going to have, a, I would think, a very electric, electric, electrifying defense. I think they will improve. And I believe that for what you're going to see with the Chargers this year, it's going to give a lot of teams fits, which is why I give them a B going into this season. Um, I'm looking at the Las Vegas Raiders. Interesting enough for Las Vegas Raiders, they took the time out to... Uh, revamped that offensive line. They got rid of a lot of guys, went out and drafted Underwood from uh, Alabama, uh, off, uh, I believe it was an offensive tackle. And so now they're going to improve that offense. But what are we going to get on offense this year? What is G what is John Gruden going to do with this offense this season? They have a fairly decent running game. 
I got to say Derek Carr is still one of the better quarterbacks in the league in spite of where they were last year. That team looks solid on offense. But when you saw what they did in the draft by going out and drafting three safeties and a cornerback, we understand that the defense has to improve. They were ranked 25th last year. So it does raise the eyebrows of if this is going to be the year for the Raiders to improve on defense to make them the powerhouse that they used to be in the day. And and and, and so you you wish all the best for the Raiders. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I still can remember the Raiders of old and how they played back in the day. And they may not be too far off from getting back to that line of work. But I give them a C only because they know that for right now, that, that defense becomes the question mark. And then the offense itself has to find their own identity as well. I don't think they were that stellar on offense to be a threat. And so this would be the season to say if this is the year for the Las Vegas Raiders. The fourth team, obviously, is Denver. I give them a C- only because it looks as though they're starting over on both sides of the ball, both offense and defense. They get rid of Philip Lindsay. And then they're going to, you know, push all their, their, their cards in and the chips in. They're going to double down on um, Melvin Gordon. And they were ranked 21st on defense and 23rd on offense. So a lot has to be done. A lot has to change for this offense to be competitive. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater, which I think is a good fit. It's a good fit considering where Denver needs to be. And I think the one that at least create the competition for Drew Locke. But is Teddy going to be the new sheriff in that town? And then you look at who they drafted as well. They went out and got Sertan from Alabama. And they got Javante Williams from North Carolina, who I like big time. So that running game is going to improve. And you got to believe the secondary is going to improve on Denver. I got to see for myself how well they're going to be this upcoming season, but I still give them a C- only because in this division, where you're talking about the best division based on QBs, the the one team that you got to be concerned about, still a question mark, would be the Denver Broncos. I personally felt as though they should have gone after Justin Fields when they had an opportunity, but they realized that that defense has to improve a little bit more so than the offense does. For the NFC West, My top four in the division start with the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams has the best number one ranked defense in the NFL. I could stop with that. Never mind the fact that they got rid of Jared Goff. Never mind the fact they traded for Matt Stafford and a whole lot of other things. It's still the fact that this defense... Even if you go back to the playoffs against Green Bay, there were some plays that they probably wish they could take back on defense that made a big difference on how Green Bay was able to succeed against the Rams in that division game. And I think that this is the year that the defense itself is going to neutralize a lot of the teams that they play this year, along with the teams within their division. I got them ranked as an as a A-plus because of the fact that their defense is just that good. I don't care what Stafford does. Stafford could give this team uh, points on offense. 
They bring back Akers. They bring back Van Jefferson. So there's a lot of weapons there for Stafford to take advantage of. But that defense, my goodness, Aaron Donald going up the middle, and then you got Jalen Ramsey there in the secondary, a lot of other guys that have been improving. I don't know if I could sit here and say that there's going to be a team, even within this division, that's going to really be a challenge for the Rams, which is why I give them the A. Number two team in the division will be the Seattle Seahawks, needless to say. I give them an A- because of the fact that a lot of what you see in the Rams, you see alongside in the Seahawks, at least from an offensive perspective. Of course, the defense for the Rams, bar none, is the best in the league. I want to see how this defense improves for Seattle. I understand that Russell Wilson is probably bothered by the way or the organization has handled this team. And he has every right in the world to be upset. But I think Russell Wilson also has to understand that in spite of how much they're paying you, you're still only the quarterback. If it's anything reminiscent of what we see of Aaron Rodgers, it's the same thing. You can't think that you can control the flow of this team because they're paying you so much money. They're only paying you that much money because they can't see themselves playing against you and putting themselves in a position where they could have kept you. And now you become the threat to them when the time comes. You're that much of an asset to the team. You're that valuable on offense. I don't know who else they can replace him with. Russell Wilson will need to cook and should always be cooking in Seattle. And that's the reason why I give him an A minus because I think this defense will improve. They saw how things were last year and how they played against the Rams in the playoffs. It's not going to be like that again. I think Russell Wilson finds a way to get things done. That, that running game has to improve, of course. But Seattle is going to look decent this upcoming year, especially against guys within their division. The third team in the division, I have to give to the 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers get a B minus. That B minus is the caveat to what Jimmy Garoppolo does this season. They get a B minus because I can't sit here and tell you what offense is going to take the field from week one into week 17. I can't say if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy to handle the ball halfway through the season, through most of the season, the entire season, without seeing Trey Lance get on the field. I hope they don't touch Trey Lance at all. It's more so the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has to improve on his game and actually prove to a lot of the naysayers that he could still play football. Of course, injury has always been the question mark for Jimmy. So for this season, for him to improve and for that team to improve, it falls a lot on that offense. The offense itself, surprisingly, was 12th overall in the NFL. So even without Jimmy Garoppolo, they were still productive on offense. But as you saw, they struggled near the end of the season. It's what kept them with an opportunity to make the playoffs. So I think the defense would be a lot healthier with Bosa. I can't see how San Fran will slip back to where they were last season. And then, of course, the last team in the division would be the Arizona Cardinals. 
I give them a C plus in large part because of what they have in front of them on defense. Although I know that Kyler Murray is the question mark for how well, how productive this team is going to be. Kyler Murray, you know, he won Rookie of the Year honors a few years ago before Herbert. And, you know, everybody was on board because of the fact he he wowed you with his arm. He wowed you with his feet. He was highly productive as a quarterback. However, they couldn't win games. So was it because of the offense? Was it because of the defense? In spite of how well Kyle Murray played last season, Kyle Murray only had, uh, well, he was ranked 17th in passing, despite being in the top 10 in rushing. So he's still a great quarterback. It's just that I think for this team to be a better team, it may not necessarily fall on the shoulders of Murray. And I can't even say if it falls on the shoulders of J.J. Watt in that defense. They improved with J.J. Watt. They got Isaiah Simmons in the draft the year prior. And then this past draft, they get a Zayvon Collins, who's like 6'5", 245 with a motor. So they're going to improve that defense by leaps and bounds. But looking at everybody else on this list, especially in the NFC West, I don't know if Arizona's going to be able to get out of that division. I don't know what they're going to finish with. But that's going to be a constant struggle for this team moving forward. This really comes down to what Kyler Murray does decide to do. So says the commission. I will give my rundown of the AFC North and NFC North next show. And I'll rank those teams as well. But again, I got Kansas City. Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos, one through four in the AFC West. And I have the Los Angeles Rams, the Seattle, yeah, Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, and the Arizona Cardinals, one through four in the NFC West. Now, if you're listening to this and you're listening to how I'm trying to make sense of all this, mind you, this is all prior to training camp. A lot of things can change. But based off what they've done last season, where they are now, and how they might have improved on both sides of the ball, I'm looking at these teams, and I got to believe this is probably the best logical fit going into the 2021 season. And this is barring that everybody comes back, no one opts out for the year due to COVID, and everybody's relatively healthy. So I think and I believe that these teams are basically going to look this way by the end of the season. Could be wrong. You know, the commission is not always right, even though I like to believe that I am. But I like these teams where they are right now based on how I rank them. So says the commission again. Before I finish the show, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a number of people that saw the fines that a number of these teams received over the last 48 hours, starting with the Washington football team, my favorite team, my beloved team, was hit with a $12 million uh, expense for the workplace behavior there in Washington and how the women there were mistreated, harassed. And, you know, I'm, there's a part of me, a big part of me that is just embarrassed to think that in a business environment, 
major business environment like the Washington football team, the NFL, you can have your owner there and basically turn a blind eye to the abuse and the harassment that you do and you perform around these women. And I don't have specifics as to what happened, how it happened, but it's the fact that it did happen. It's the fact that it was reported. And it seems as though whether Snyder knew of it or not, nothing was done about it outside of releasing Bruce Allen, which I don't think he was the the, the reason. But I guess somebody had to be the scapegoat. Somebody had to take the blame for what happened, but it wasn't enough for the NFL to say that was enough. So they fined them $10 million, which may not be a lot of money to some people, but that's a hefty grip if you're talking about for something you could have prevented, for something that you could have controlled. I mean, do you have to be like this around the women? Do you have to show off your stupid childish side to to embarrass yourself in this position? Now, whether it was Snyder or anybody else in the executive room, executive board, I mean, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing that you have to put yourself in this position? It's ridiculous. If it's any other business, they would have folded like a house of cards. And I think when you talk about the NFL, there are executives, there are people that take advantage of the shield. And with a lot of other teams out there that are struggling, just trying to just maintain what they can with the cap, the Washington football team probably just laughs at it. Or maybe they did. Maybe it's not like that anymore. But it should have been done. They should have been fine what they were fine. They probably should have been fine more. But you have to send the message of what you cannot do anymore. You cannot do that in this establishment. You cannot do it within this environment. It's ridiculous. It's egregious. You're talking about uh, uh, demoralizing women, belittling women. It makes absolutely no sense. And these are women that have probably been there for a long time. And of course, there may be some women that might have been there for several months. But the point is, you cannot do that. And on top of that, you see what the Jaguars had to endure. You saw what the 49ers had to endure and the Cowboys with managing their OTA schedules. <laughs> Again, something that could have been controlled, something that could have been prevented. This, These are things that in the real world, outside the NFL, things like this happen, you are gone immediately. That is a lot of money to be lost based off somebody else's selfishness and stupidity. Now, you know, maybe they're trying to find ways of getting these workouts and to be more familiar with these teams. I'm not giving a pass to uh, Urban Meyer at all because I know of the three, he is the rookie, rookie head coach. He's brand new to the NFL, but the man is no idiot. Just like I know Shanahan and, and, and Mike McCarthy aren't idiots. Maybe they didn't realize that they were over the amount of time, but I I would hate to think that that's the case. I'm not trying to give them an out. It's still the fact that you have to know the rules. You have to know what you're supposed to do for what you're not supposed to do. It's that black and white. It's not hard. I'm so quick to tell my children, you know, it's not hard 
it's that you make it hard. You know, there are some people in these organizations that just make the, the, the situations hard. They make things complicated and it doesn't have to be. You know, and, and hopefully this will send a message to other teams that you just can't do this. But for what they got and for what they have to pay, perhaps it fits the bill for now. This is the commission and you have been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I'm going to end this particular session right here, right now. This is the first of a few shows I would do on Sundays regarding the NFL as we go into training camp the end of July. We're down two weeks. We're about three weeks away. Hip, hip, hooray. I want to close by saying peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'm out.